0: From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, we talk to senior writer Andrew Hayward, and we're talking his year in review. That's coming up today, tomorrow, and the next day on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, December 29th, 2021, and I turn 42 today. Apparently, that's the meaning of life. I don't know why, but 42 hits harder than 41 and 40, because 40 and 41 actually didn't hit hard. Neither did my 30s, but 42, I don't know why. It's just like, bam, I'm 42. Like, what's going on with that? Anyway, I hope I have a good year. I hope we win our election over here and we go to Washington, D.C. to make sure that we make Bitcoin a priority, regulations, frameworks to allow this industry to grow in Washington, D.C. And, well, there's other things that we'll be doing, too. But this is not the venue for that because, well, this is a crypto show. So let's talk about crypto and let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 1113 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is in at $47,850, down 1.7% in 24, even though it is rallying a little bit right now. Uh, it was down bigly. Uh, I think I actually saw it at 45000 when I woke up this morning. Ethereum was at $3,794 down 2.2% 24. Binance Coin is at 529 down three percent. Tether is in the number four spot, and Solana is at 175 down four percent. Rounding off the top ten, we have Cardano, USDC, XRP, Luna, and Polkadot. Total market cap, we're at two point two four trillion, a BTC dominance of forty point three, and an F dominance of twenty point one. And like I said in the intro, today we're talking to Andrew Hayward, Senior Writer from Decrypt, and we're getting his year in review. Senior Writer from Decrypt, Andrew Hayward, how you doing? Happy New Year, sir. I'm good. Happy New Year to you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Look, 2021, as the listeners heard already a couple times, has been a crazy year for, well, everything and crypto like nobody expected crypto to be this bonkers this year and we've touched on a lot of topics so far with our year reviews from different writers and editors here at Decrypt. and everybody has their own things that they're really focusing on and i really i think this is really cool this is not what we actually planned um going into this It w- but it just evolved that like the that- here's your interest and this is what we're talking about and your interest right now is nfts and wow what a year for nfts like what is the total market for uh, NFTs right now something like 22 25 billion dollars or something? Yeah, the last
1: stat that we saw from dapp radar was 22 billion dollars in trading volume for the year. Uh and that doesn't include the last couple of weeks of the year, so you know, it might end up around 25 or even higher.
0: And so, can you just walk me through this year of NFTs? What were some of the biggest movers, some of the biggest surprises, some of the biggest purchases?
1: Yeah. So, you know, we we actually wrote a story saying that NFTs were the crypto story of the year because it was just like it just blew up in such an enormous way. It was such a niche market last year. And then all of a sudden it became this phenomenon. And, you know, the dollar amounts obviously tell a lot of the story on the surface. But, you know, early in the year, it was NBA top shot, sports highlight collectibles and celebrity drops, things like that. Um, And then Beeple had his big $69 $69 million sale at Christie's auction. And that was just like a big exclamation point on the early year boom. Uh, Things got kind of quiet after that. And I think, you know, that was sort of like the top of the initial boom. And and people were sort of like, wait, you know, should we be spending millions of dollars on JPEGs and stuff? Um, Things got a little quieter. And then obviously there was the crypto crash over the summer and that didn't help, uh, and then in July and into August, things just got even crazier than before. I mean, there had been about two and a half billion dollars of trading volume in the first half of the year combined. And then in Q3, it went up to 10.7 billion just for that one quarter, more Jeez. than four times the amount from the first half of the year. And uh, you know, OpenSea, the, the leading marketplace, took off. It went from like 325 million in July to 3.4 billion in August, just like wow. overnight, 10x. Um, it was CryptoPunks and Board Ape Yacht Club and ArtBlocks and Axie Infinity, the game. And it just seemed like the market had matured. There were a lot more use cases, a lot more creativity, not just like licenses and celebrities from the outside world being used to sell things. And, you know, it's August has so far been the peak, but it's still been pretty heavy since then. And, you know, it's, it's a real market. It's booming.
0: I told the story a couple of times on, on the Decrypt Daily and a friend called me who is a very major player. He doesn't want to be docs, but a very major player in the uh, NFT space right now. He's made millions off of NFTs. And he called me at the beginning of the year. He said, Hey bro, I think I'm going to ape into this NFT thing. And I'm like, dude, come on, man. It's like, <laughs> it's like JPEGs. And I'm like, I don't want you to get smoked because it's like beanie babies. And you know what? I, I haven't been disproven or proven that it's not beanie babies yet, but he killed it. And I and I really am like, why the hell did I not listen to this guy? He's usually ahead of the curve. <laughs> he always is ahead of the curve. And for some reason, I decided to doubt him and um, hodl some shit coin. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, earlier
1: this year, would you have believed that a JPEG was going to sell for millions of dollars? It, it's ludicrous, right?
0: At the beginning of this year, would I have... Okay, not only billions of, or millions of dollars, would I have believed that Going to your one of your stories here, uh, would I have believed that Jimmy Fallon, uh, Mark Cuban, Post Malone, Timbaland, Shaquille O'Neal, Lil Baby, <laughs> um, the Chainsmokers, Marshmallow, Logan Paul would be owning CryptoPunks and Mutant Apes and Bored Apes?
1: Yeah, it's it's been a strange turn of events. I mean, Bored Ape Yacht Club especially has become like the celebrity NFT of choice. And there are a few things that kind of set it apart from the pack and, and that they've done extremely well. Unlike CryptoPunks, they build it as this exclusive club. Your, your, your NFT is a pass into this club and membership has benefits. You not only get private access to these other holders, but you can use your uh, board ape image to create merchandise, or you know, there's there's Timbaland and Universal Music Group are creating virtual bands using these characters. Um, you get access to merchandise and more NFTs and parties and stuff. And so it, it's worked. I mean, it's, it created this sort of bragging rights or cultural cachet where people are willing to spend because its status and its benefits. And I, I wrote a story last week about how there's sort of this market difference between the OG CryptoPunks, which are the original super popular NFT avatars, still popular, still valuable, but they don't give you commercial rights. They don't come with any extra benefits. They're like the, the creators aren't really engaging the community. They've been pretty quiet and board apes get all this other stuff. And it's like creating FOMO with some of the, the crypto punks owners who are like, well, yeah, I have this NFT that's worth a few hundred thousand dollars, but where's the other stuff?
0: I mean, that, that's a good point. I mean, look, these companies in air quotes, projects, in air quotes, uh, turn from, you know, airdrops, you know, like CryptoPunks. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was just an airdrop. It was a free NFT uh, to unicorns, over $1.5 billion in vi- uh, volume traded. And they have so much capital to deploy that they're, you know, partnering with, um, well, Adidas in some cases. <laughs> uh, can you tell us about like those partnerships and like these companies now coming into the NFT space? What happened over this year when it comes to that adoption?
1: Yeah. I mean, we've seen more and more brands embrace NFTs over the course of the year. I mean, earlier this year, it was sort of a jokey kind of thing. Like you had Taco Bell making an NFT. You had Charmin do, it was a charity NFT, but it was still like, is it's this the top of the market? And it, it might've been at the time. Um, but as the year has gone on, we've seen brands like seriously embrace NFTs. We've got Budweiser making NFTs. There's Pepsi releasing NFTs. And then Adidas, as you mentioned, they've partnered with the Bordeaux Yacht Club. They partnered with uh, Punk's Comic, which is uh, like a derivative project that's very popular in the NFT scene. And then G-Money, who is like a well-known uh, NFT influencer and collector. So um, they're, they're going to release their own uh, or. They've released their own NFTs where you buy it and you get access to exclusive Adidas merchandise and other perks in the future. So, you know, I think Adidas, above some of those other brands I've mentioned, have really embraced this in what feels like a a crypto native kind of way. Like they're working with community projects. They're not just releasing their own junk and kind of being like, well, this is our NFT and, you know, we're better than the community. Like they are in the community being immersed in it. And it seems to be paying off.
0: We're going to take a quick break in this conversation to pay some bills. And we'll be back in a minute.
1: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so I see a trend happening when it comes to the NFTs. We have, you know, uh, big companies coming in. Now we have celebrities, big money coming in. Is this the NFT kind of like, I don't know what to say. I don't really actually know my thought here but i feel like the nft space is getting kind of taken over diluted not as um, you know community person driven when it comes to um i don't know if it's just certain projects but it's almost like there's now this takeover that is now moving out of the hands of the people do, do you feel that way or do you feel that it's still very much community people driven crypto people?
1: I still think it's pretty community driven. I mean, there's going to be brands that want to take advantage of this boom. I mean, they see money, they see the the $22 billion mark in trading volume, and obviously they want a piece of that. Um, the NFT market is, is still growing, it seems like. And, you know, eventually NFTs or, or NFT may just be a mundane kind of thing. Like everything's going to be NFTs. They're going to represent all digital ownership at some point. It's not going to be like oh, an NFT, it's the special, super valuable thing in every case. So I I think the market's big enough to accommodate all of them and and the market will respond to whether they want to buy and pay money for these corporate things. I know the Pepsi drop had a lot of backlash because people in the community thought that they were just like, aping the terminology like on twitter they were like oh wag me and gm and it some people felt like pepsi was sort of mocking them and like taking advantage of their culture to sell nfts that i mean it was like nfts of microphones for pepsi and people were just like what what is this crap like this just doesn't work so you know not everything is going to be bought up and sold for crazy amounts of money there's going to be things that are duds and that the community just doesn't appreciate or doesn't flock to
0: one thing that we saw change throughout the year when it comes to NFTs is the, look, I've I've been, I was trading and, and, and messing with NFTs, I think, back in, uh, I want to say 2018, 2019. It started out with super rare. Um, You know, it, it was basically an artist-driven sort of idea. And now, do you feel that the, hmm, how do I want to say this? Artists were a big part of N- NFTs, uh, you know, at the beginning. And now it seems as though, like, the computer-generated or algorithmic-generated, like, kind of crypto art, if you will, in air quotes, art uh, is the thing to do now. And so now we have the artists living in one, I guess, space and platforms, no, kind of like being built around the artist, And then there's the platforms being built around the NFT, I guess, vibe or energy. Uh, do you think that there is this transition? Am I right with this, that there is this transition to incorporate more? Um, do you think that they're now sitting in two different camps? What do you, what do you think of like the, the actual art creatorship of the space right now?
1: Uh, I mean there's there's different marketplaces and there's different kind of niches or segments of the, the nft market and I, I think there's room for all of it. I, I think for a while, certainly over the last few months, a lot more momentum was was sort of focused on profile picture collections and generative art like you said the art blocks where it's it's a blockchain based algorithm that creates the art so the, the market feels like it's broadening but you know, while, while there is room for more of these use cases and ways of, of creating NFTs and selling NFTs, there's still artwork. I mean, super rare has actually had some of its best months ever over the last few months. And X copy is an artist who creates kind of, it's, it's like hard to describe. It's, it's like these crazy, I I call it like crust punk meme gifts, like stuff I would have seen on Tumblr years ago, but he's turned it into like amazing Amazingly valuable NFT art that's sold for millions of dollars a piece. And so like that stuff thrives on super rare. There's a lot more like experimental stuff on super rare. So there's, there's room for it. And I think as new NFT marketplaces pop up, like Coinbase is going to drop their marketplace sometime in the near future. Um, Reddit is working on some NFT marketplace. there's going to be more marketplaces, there's going to be more crossover. but I think it makes sense for a marketplace like super rare to focus on what they do best. and they launched their uh, rare token a few months ago to kind of give community ownership and reward users. So I think th- I think there's a lot of room to grow there.
0: So we have companies, we have art, we have nFTs, we have all that stuff and you know trying to buy NFTs, make NFTs and, and then there's Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> that just wants to say, screw it! I'm gonna take over the whole freaking world because I'm just that guy. What what's going on with with, with Facebook Meta? What are they called?
1: But Meta is the parent company now. I mean, Facebook. If you go to Facebook, it's still Facebook, but Meta is the company that owns Facebook and WhatsApp and Instagram, et cetera.
0: Great. So, what are they doing?
1: Uh, they see the future in the metaverse. I mean, they're they're planting a flag uh, early, and you know, they say that they won't just run it themselves and they won't control it but nobody really seems to believe them Uh, in any case if if they're not going to control the metaverse they certainly want to hold as much power and influence in it as they can Um, the metaverse refers to like this future vision of the internet in which we're all in these 3d spaces together using avatars Um, people think it's going to be used for for play for social interactions for work even and that there'll be these new kinds of careers and economic opportunities in the metaverse. Um, Facebook made a big show of their vision for the metaverse and they're putting a lot of money and into it and they've changed their name to show how serious they are, but there's also pushback from crypto startups and builders that want there to be an open metaverse that want interoperability between platforms. Um, The metaverse is not going to be one thing. It's going to be a bunch of shared spaces that sort of overlap and interact and your NFTs in the vision of crypto builders, at least, are things that you can bring from platform to platform and sort of form your identity and form the way that you want to represent yourself in the metaverse. And, you know, Facebook might get on board with that, but people are just generally skeptical of Facebook and rightly so, given everything that's happened in the past. So even if, uh, you know, Zuck says, we're going to build responsibly, we're going to work with other companies, et cetera, et cetera you know, the proof will ultimately be in the pudding and, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens in the years to come.
0: So what's your prediction for NFTs and the metaverse in the future? The future meaning 2022? Two questions. What's your prediction for NFTs? Second question is, If do you think that the metaverse will be rolled out as walled gardens, like the Facebook metaverse, the Amazon metaverse, the Apple metaverse, Or do you think that these, they will have like bridges to each other? How do you think that the metaverse will uh, evolve? So on your first question,
1: NFTs in 2022, I, you know, I I don't have... Super bold predictions. I I will say that right now the market's still booming. It's actually been like OpenSea has had some of its best days uh, this week in three months. So, you know, things are still selling. There's still a lot of value. There's still a lot of experimentation and brands and everybody releasing stuff. My guess is that the hype can't last forever. At some point, some of these valuable projects are gonna lose steam. And it it may be like Gary Vee has said, where there's like this this NFT winter coming where the super valuable blue chip projects will survive it. But a lot of the junk, a lot of the lesser second tier or third tier stuff, it's just not gonna stay super valuable and worth thousands of dollars forever. But my view is that that ultimately leads into this, this eventual position where NFTs are just kind of commonplace, where they represent so many things that we don't get excited about the word NFT anymore. We don't, you know, we might not even think about it. We'll just be interacting with with NFTs all the time. Um, On the metaverse front, I I imagine some companies are going to try and create walled gardens and call it the metaverse because that's what they know. That's what they do best. They extract profit from app creators and content creators. They take their cut Uh, Whether that's going to fly remains to be seen because there are so many um, projects and companies and creators that are trying to build an open metaverse that are laying down the foundation right now that are creating the building blocks. And their goal is to pump all of this crypto money into it and make that a reality before Facebook can like steal it or take it over. So, you know, there will probably be some cases in which big companies try to put their own spin on the metaverse, but... My hope and my feeling is that it's not going to work out because ultimately there's too much momentum behind an open metaverse backed by blockchain technology.
0: Andrew Hayward, Senior Writer at Decrypt, thank you very much for your year in review, sir, and Happy New Year to you, and I'll see you in 2022. Same to you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. I'll be back tomorrow with more year in review from writers and editors, from Decrypt. And until then, please go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment, or leave us a comment wherever you're listening to the podcast. And happy hodling.